0: I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone. Help. I never needed anybody's help in any way, but now these days are gone. I'm not so self assured. Now I find I've changed my mind and opened up the doors. Help me if you can. I'm feeling down. And I do appreciate you being around. Help me get my feet back on the ground. Won't you please, please help me? You don't recognize them. Those are the lyrics from the number one song in the United States and the United Kingdom in July of 1965, as performed by the Beatles. Help was written by John Lennon with some help from Paul McCartney. Many years later, in an interview, Lennon recounted, the whole Beatles thing was just beyond comprehension. The fame brought so much pressure, and I was subconsciously crying out for help. Well, here we are 55 years later. That song is ranked at number 29 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. Well, I don't know who John Lennon had in mind when he was calling out for help. My best guess, though, is that he likely either had another person or people in mind. Well, today we are continuing in this series of messages on the songs of ascent or the psalms of ascent. That's Psalm 120 through 134. You might remember these are traveling songs. They were sung by the people of ancient Israel as they journeyed up to Jerusalem, as they made their way to the capital city for one of the three annual feasts. And taken together, these psalms form a kind of a, a catalog of the life of faith. They deal with issues that God's people have been struggling with for thousands of years. Issues like hope, and joy, and perseverance, and humility. And that's why we're studying them, because they are so timelessly relevant. Even today, they can aid us in our own spiritual pilgrimage, offering inspiration for us in our lifelong journey of discipleship towards Jesus Christ. And so this morning's selection is Psalm number 124. It's a psalm of thanksgiving for God's deliverance or his help. Now, just a a few psalms back in 121, you might remember the psalmist declaring, I lift my eyes up to the hills from where does my help come from? The answer back was, my help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. Well, today we're going to discuss the truth in Psalm 124. As we remember, our help does indeed come from the Lord. And so we have our, our own song, if you will. Not from a 1960s pop icon, but from the Word of God. It's not a desperate plea for help, but it is a statement of firm conviction that the only real help we need comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Psalm 124 tells the story of God's deliverance of his people from the hands of a great enemy. Likely, that enemy was the Philistines. And you can read about some of these events in 2 Samuel chapter 5 where the historical record shows us that David had not one but two great victories over the Philistines, specifically because of his reliance on help from God. Now, regardless of what specific enemy the Israelites had or had been saved from, this psalm is a psalm of praise for the help that God always brings his people. It is a song that reminds us that we need help, it's a song that reminds us that God is our help, and it tells us that without the Lord as our help, we are more likely to be swallowed up by our enemies. And so let's hear the word of, of God in Psalm 124. Psalm 124, a song of ascents of David, praise for rescue from enemies. Had it not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, had it not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the waters would have engulfed us. The stream would have swept over our soul. Then the raging waters would have swept over our soul. Blessed be the Lord. Who has not given us to be torn by their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird out of the snare of the trapper. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. And so in this psalm, we hear of God's help being provided. God's help in the past. God's help in the present, and God's help into the future. And so let's take a look at that together. First, I want you to see an acknowledgement of the past. We see that in verses 1 through 5. They describe what it would be like if God were not our helper. Had it not been the Lord who was on our side, Israel would sing out. Had it not been the Lord who was on our side when our enemies attacked us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. The Lord was not our helper. The flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us like raging waters. Without God, our enemies would overwhelm us. Notice that it doesn't say if our enemies attack, but when. This psalm assumes that enemy attacks will come against God's people. Now for David and the Jewish people, their enemies were very clear. The encroaching armies, the surrounding nations, the overwhelming number of people and states and kings and governments who desired nothing less than the wholesale destruction of the people of God. But today, today our enemy is more subtle. Scripture identifies our enemy by a number of names or titles. The accuser of the brethren because the evil one seeks to destroy God's people through false accusations and trickery and deception. The devil. Devil literally means slanderer. Satan is called that because he slanders both God and God's people. The tempter, because he is the one who tempts God's children to sin. He wants to bring out the worst in each of us. The enemy, because he is in opposition to all that is good and true and right. The father of lies. As he is the one who originated lies, he perpetuates lies, and he holds up lies as truth in hopes, in hopes that we will buy into those lies. And while all these titles and many more are true, as God's people, we must acknowledge that that is the truth of our past. Brothers and sisters, if we are in Christ, we are a new creation. And so as we reflect on the past status under the dominion of the evil one, may we be encouraged by the words of the Apostle John in 1 John 4.4 4, about our present condition. When John reminds us, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And so like the, the Hebrews of old, the Lord has brought us through the battles and he's granted us an eternal victory. And so that leads us to the next part of the psalm. As we seek help, we acknowledge the past and we recognize that we have an answer for the present. We see this in verses 6 and 7 where it says, The snare is broken. That means freedom is available. Let Israel now say, the psalmist writes, You know, despite the hazards of the walk of faith that the psalm mentions, those are not the focus of the passage. That is not where the psalm writer wants us to dwell. Yes, he acknowledges that there are dangers in following God, but he doesn't stay there. He doesn't get bogged down in his troubles because the focus of this psalm is not on the hazards, but on the helper. We are like the bird who has escaped the snare of the trapper, set free, unhindered by the war raging below us. You know, some people find it hard to believe that God can be their present helper. Sure, that was true for David and the Hebrew people, but that was a long, long time ago. Today, things are different. They're more complex, more difficult, more treacherous. You know, I find it interesting that Psalm 124 never tries to convince us that God can be our helper. Rather than defend God, the Psalm simply offers a testimony. The psalmist is saying, This is what God is now doing for me. It's what He has done and what He is presently doing. So as God's people, we have to recognize that our help is never an answer or a solution or an explanation or a product. Our help is always a person, the person of Jesus Christ. The help that we get is not only what the Lord gives us, the help that we possess is an actual relationship. Having God as our helper is not simply about going to him with our shopping list when things get bad, when the floodwaters begin to rise. But instead, it's about being in a relationship with him. So as the floodwaters rise, we recognize that we have a helper right there with us. You see, someone came and delivered us from the trap of the bait layer. Someone came and freed us from the penalty of sin and death. And I'm glad to tell you today that even though, even though we've had a rough year, let's just face it, 2020 has been full of struggle and confusion and uncertainty and anxiety in our personal lives, in our nation, here in our local church. But thanks be to God because doesn't leave us in the midst of the mess he's there with us he came and delivered us he broke the shackles of sin he loosed us from the chains of guilt he paid our penalty and he gave us liberty and that is real and it is present and that is the truth of our condition for each of us who would call Jesus our savior and follow him as Lord That is the true answer of our present. And so, the psalm is an acknowledgement of our past. It is an answer for our present. And then number three, this psalm is an announcement of confidence. An announcement of confidence. Look at verse eight. We can be confident of the future. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Israel sang those words as they traveled towards Jerusalem. Our help is in the name of the Lord, they sang. Yes, they sang of their enemies' attacks, but ultimately, the song they sang was about their helper. The last word here is not when our enemies attacked us, but blessed be the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. So this morning... I'm going to ask you something. What is your song? What is your song? Is your song a song that is focused on the trials and the hardships of your life? Are you singing the blues? Or is your song focused confidently on your future as a child of God? I hope you know the answer to that question. I hope that the soundtrack of your life is filled with the truth and the reality that only Jesus Christ can bring in the midst of a crooked and depraved generation. You know, every every once in a while, you hear a, a stunning story about loved ones who are notified of a death in their family that hasn't actually happened. And in this case... Alfred and Jerry Esposito of Mastic Beach, New York, had been informed that their son, Freddie had been killed in a collision with a tractor trailer on a Pennsylvania turnpike. Now, it was an understandable mistake on the authorities' part. For some reason, the man who died was carrying Freddy's driver's license. Now, Freddy was supposed to be staying with his brother, Chris, And so when Chris got word of his brother's death, he raced home. Jerry, the mother, relates what happened next. He goes downstairs into his brother's apartment, and he saw something on the couch. Chris poked at the lump under the blankets, and his brother awoke, and Chris screamed, You're dead! You're dead! And Freddie countered with, I'm alive! I'm alive! Folks, that's the story of our lives as Christians. Thanks to the resurrection of Jesus, we don't die. You see, Satan wants us to believe that we're dead. He wants us to believe his lies. He wants to cheat and steal away the peace and the freedom and the confidence that comes from knowing Jesus. He wants us to believe that we are dead in our sins and our transgressions. But the truth is, the reality is, we are more than conquerors and like Freddie Esposito we can shout out with confidence announcing to all who will hear it I'm alive I am alive And so the world around us cries out help me get my feet back on the ground Won't you please please help me But God's people answer in return Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Let's pray together. Father God, for those of us who have made this eternal decision to follow Jesus as Lord and Savior, Father, we are so thankful for the hope, for the confidence that we can have, for the help that is always readily available. Because of Jesus. Father, my prayer today for anyone who is hearing these words, whether in this building or they're watching through the internet, Father, my prayer for these people that do not or have not made that commitment, Father, is that they might come to understand the freedom and the joy that comes from knowing that our helper is the God who made the heavens and the earth. Father, bless us today as we seek your will, as we walk the path you've laid out, as we continue our journey together as God's people. May we be strengthened. May we be encouraged. and May we walk in confidence with Jesus at our side. In his name we pray. Amen.